This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham, your host of Amplify You, here today with an Ask the Expert interview. Today I have special guest Heather Abbott with me. Hey, Heather, how are you doing? Amazing, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. This is a great time to have you on, Heather, because we have not talked about finances in a long time. Let me tell you guys a little bit more about Heather. Heather is a prosperity pro, pro, a speaker, coach, author, and a podcast host of Prosperity and Possibilities. So she uses her 30 years of experience as a CPA and financial advisor to help us entrepreneurs get that mindset right around our finances and to make those big shifts in our life. So Heather, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. As the beginning of the year comes around, I think finances are in a lot of people's minds. How can we make this year better than last year? For me, it's how can I save more of what I make <laughs> than rather than spending? I said I went a little bit of spending last year. So uh, I would love to just start with what are some big tips that you have going into this year for entrepreneurs? First of all, don't be afraid of your money. Uh, don't be afraid of the numbers. And it's easy to say, but so many people are, they just don't want to look because they don't have an easy way to look. Um, I do offer an easy way to look, the freebie on my website, which I I think I gave you a link for one. That is an overview of a system that is a totally different way to look at your finances. It's easy, so easy. And that is key, making it easy. Anything that's hard, it takes a lot more motivation and willpower to get it done. Whereas if we only have to do something small, it only requires a tiny bit of willpower and we're much more likely to get it done and stick to doing it. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it's interesting. Last year was probably my first year in business where I actually looked at my numbers on a weekly basis and I had goals with my numbers And boy, did I see a change in those numbers over the year. And I really honestly think it was just from looking at them, being aware of the numbers instead of just, you know, forgetting about them or like shoving them away or not wanting to look at them. Um, And it was really interesting. So I love what you're saying, how it has to be something simple. And it has, I think, consistency too probably plays a big part in it as well. Yeah, it's it's like your homework in high school, just because you don't look at it doesn't make it go away I tried that didn't work (laughs) you still lose points but in business you lose money and potentially your business so if you don't want to deal with the numbers definitely hire a bookkeeper hire someone to do it but you have to look at it still you have to talk to that person they have to be able to explain the numbers to you the balance sheet and income statement you don't have to know yourself how to make them, but you do need to know what they mean. And there's, there's a lot of people out there who will teach you that I don't, that's not my focus. I mean, obviously, I can teach you that I started learning accounting in 1984. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's, if you don't look, those numbers won't help you. But if you do look at them on an ongoing basis, you will be able to make informed decisions. And besides goal setting, informed decisions are one of the biggest things that you need. I think that's one of the things that will help me this year. Now that I was looking at the revenue goals and revenue growing each month and, and focus on the revenue now need to start looking at the, the expenses going out and keeping track of that. And so I can make proper decisions. I feel like I was kind of going before, uh, without a lot of, um, informed decisions and saying, yeah, I think I can afford that. Sure. Why not? Let's just do that program or course. And, um, I'm, I'm putting a stop to the programs and courses this year. I have got plenty and so many. And I feel like that's something that I'm not sure I would love to get your take on this, Heather, but is there a way that we can help our entrepreneurs know, like without that shiny object syndrome, they're going all over the place, buying things here and there. What are some keys to help them like hone it in and make those informed decisions? Uh, That's actually part of what I do with people is that comes from goal setting. And before we get to that, there's just remind me to come back to that. There's one thing I wanted to touch on from what you said. It keeps popping in and out of my head and it's gone again. Um, I wish I remembered it. It was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing where you stand is key always. Ah, keeping your overhead expenses low. That was what I wanted to touch on first. When you're trying to um, start a business, start a new product line, branch out, any of that, Make sure that the overhead costs, and overhead means the costs that you're putting in that aren't directly related to sales. Make sure that you're not building them up to be too big, where instead of having to make a dollar to make a dollar, you now have to make $10 to make a dollar. And that happens when you're buying all kinds of online systems that you don't need yet. Um, there, It could be buying a whole bunch of courses you don't need. Courses are, I compare it to shoes. We like buying shoes, right? You like buying shoes, Michelle? Absolutely. Of course. (laughs) Okay. So if you see a really nice pair of shoes and it's on sale, the temptation is there. It's always, Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy these. But how many pairs of shoes like that do you already have in the closet that you haven't looked at that are collecting dust? And that's what's happening with a lot of these online courses. People are just collecting them because they're on sale and it's fear of missing out and squirrel and shiny sin, shiny object syndrome. That is something to be very wary of as an entrepreneur. Another thing is a lot of people are selling you their method. And before you sign up, especially for high ticket offers where they're selling you their method, where they say you're going to get fantastic results, be very wary. Do you want to be doing their method? Do you want to be just like them because that's what they're selling they're selling a way to do what they do what worked for them so customization is key yeah that's a brilliant uh, i love that looking at if the method is what you want to be doing and you know i think we get caught up in all the bonuses and the shiny this shiny things that the course can all do for you. And uh, yeah, I think that's brilliant looking at, and is this really a method that you want to actually implement into your business? Can't tell you how many countless courses I've bought <laughs> that are still sitting there. I don't know where the login is, never went through them, didn't watch the replays. 
Um, yeah, no more of those for sure. The other thing that I'm wanting to do this year, and I'm sorry, I'm turning this episode all about me. I, I, I just, well, I have an expert here, might as well get your opinion on this. And I think this is going to be really helpful for our audience is doing a digital detox of all the subscriptions to things. <laughs> what's your, what's your opinion on that, Heather? I did that two weeks um, at the end of the year. I had my calendar as cleared out as I could get it. And it took me four hours approximately to empty one inbox. Wow. (laughs) But that was unsubscribing and deleting and then organizing for this year. Um, The other inboxes weren't bad at all. But that's one thing, like when you come across these, um, uh, any offers, like they could be giveaway offers, they could be, courses they could be anything that you're tempted to get into remember they just like the clutter in your house mm-hmm. digital clutter sucks your energy if you've ever sat down to your computer and opened your email inbox and lost four hours of time mm-hmm. and you just you can feel your energy just ebb when you come away from there there's nothing left you need to take the time to do the detox of your inbox unsubscribe if and check in with your instincts. I'm very big on actually going, going on whether it feels right or doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You have to combine the two. But when you actually do a deep clutter clear in your home or in your digital space, the things that will happen is you'll have more energy. But I have seen numerous people actually lose weight. Mm-hmm which is a great motivator because it fits right in with the other things for the beginning of the year. But I get overwhelmed if I have too many things pulling me in too many directions. Mm -hmm. So you really need to narrow them down and focus. And what I do with that is I help people to figure out what their biggest goal is. Do you want me to share a little tip on, on how to do that? Sure. Yeah. Great. And I was actually thinking the subscriptions I was thinking of is actually the ones that you're paying for, that's probably should be the first ones we look at, right? Those subscriptions that come out that we don't even know because they're $4 or $3 or $2. Those should probably be the first ones that go before the inbox ones. And then for sure, the inbox ones, I know my inbox is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. There were, and and you do have to call anything that you're not actually using. It's the same as anything you're not actually wearing. Mm -hmm. You should get rid of. If you're not actually using it, yes, it is a great time. And that's one of the things, if you look at my system, it gives you absolute clarity on where all your money is going. So you will be able to make those informed decisions on what you want to do. But to get to the goals, Mm -hmm. there's two different ways to do this. Um, The most common way is take an hour and a notebook, and you're going to do a brain dump of what's important to you. And what brings you joy is another exercise you can do this with. And you have to do that when you're in a good mood Mm because you don't have access to those answers when you're in a bad mood. So I encourage you to do both one hour for what makes you happy and brings you joy, but do another hour for what are the goals that matter to me? And the other way I look at it is when you get to the end of your life Mm -hmm. and you're laying on your deathbed and you're very happy and satisfied with your life. What are the things that you did that make you so happy with how you spent your life? That's your answer. That's what you're driving towards. And that will help you work backward from there to what should be important now. 
And once you have your goals, because you can't hit a target if you can't define it, right? So setting the goal and then working towards it. But when you do the mind dump of the things that you want to do, like I'm, I'm combining the two things here. Mm-hmm. When, you look at what you, when you look at what you want to do that hour, the reason it takes an hour is because you have so many things top of mind and those are all going to come out tumbling over each other you won't be able to write fast enough for like 10 15 minutes you're just going to be going oh my gosh there's so much i can't do this there's too many keep going push through it because it will slow down and once it slows down this is why you have to do it all in one sitting once it's slowed down all the things that are on your to-do list all the things that you want to accomplish then you're going to start digging into those file boxes in your brain that's how i look at it it's like anything from last year you filed away anything from when you were 18 that you filed away anything from when you were 10 that you filed away what was important if I go way back I remember when I was a teenager seeing cats on the street and being like ah somebody needs to have a shelter for these cats that was important to me well there's a shelter so I supporting the shelter is something that you know it's easy to do right so there's all these things that we've packed away If you have just looking, if you're always just looking at the toys on the floor, you're never going to get to the important things that you packed away in the boxes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Looking around my house and all the things that my kids don't play with anymore, the clothes that we don't wear anymore. Oh my gosh. Just want to declutter. There's such a big movement for that simplicity and the, uh, the minimal, the minimalist living. And do you, do you follow that? Or is that something that you, you, you touched a little bit on it about decolouring? I do and I don't. Um, I more so, yes, my fiance is really good at that. I'm learning to be better at it. Um, but there are certain things like if they bring you joy, you keep them, right? That's a test. Mm-hmm. Um, for any object that you have, if it brings you joy to have it, keep it. If it doesn't bring you joy, but you feel obligated to keep it, don't mm. because it's draining your energy. I don't care if your great aunt did uh, paint by numbers and it's on your wall and, but she gave it to me and she'll see that it's gone. (laughs) Like if you're, if your relationship with your aunt isn't good enough that you can say, Hey, look, I love the painting. I'm going to keep a picture of it, but Mm -hmm. it's actually taking up space and I'm trying to minimize. Mm -hmm. If you can't have that conversation with her, how good is the relationship that you need to keep that painting anyway? (laughs) right so yes you do need to but I mean if you when you're clearing the kids stuff if you come across lego you can send that to me (laughs) (laughs) but no um there are certain things like even I have a lot of rocks and crystals and stuff but I will put some away I don't get rid of them because I love them Mm -hmm. and they do bring me joy there may not be space to put them all out but even just opening that box, it's like, oh, look at this one, oh, right? Like you're, yeah. so that's the measurement. If it brings you joy, keep it. If it doesn't, get rid of it. Mm. Now, can we take that same principle and apply it to our finances? Like when yes. we're spending? Yes, definitely. When you're putting your money towards something, if it's something you feel like you should be doing, mm-hmm. shoulds are horrible. Don't do them. Mm-hmm. Don't. The, the shoulds are energy sucks. That's what they are. If it's something that you have to do because it's going to move your business forward, and that's Mm -hmm. a a good measurement, is this going to move my business forward? Um, 
Joe DeMaria, a uh, great guy, he has Teach to Scale. He always says, what are you hiring this to do? When it comes to your business, anything that you start, any project you start, anything that you buy, any anywhere you're putting your money or your energy and attention, what are you hiring it to do? And is it going to be worth that investment of time or energy mm. or money? Interesting. I think that will land well with our entrepreneurs who all love doing so many different little things. And is that, is that the, is that taking too much time away from your own mental capacity to focus on one thing that is going to bring you that return that you're looking for? I love what you said. But it always goes back to that big goal. Mm -hmm. What is it truly important to you in this lifetime? And are these little things that you're doing moving you toward it or are they not because that's what I do I help you define that goal I help you define where you are and create the path so I'm kind of like a Sherpa right I help mm -hmm. you up the mountain mm -hmm. but it's your mountain and your path and your plan and I try to keep you off the side roads so that you're not just wasting your time going down it's like a, if you're doing a labyrinth puzzle you don't want to keep going in dead ends it's going to take you a lot longer to get to the end than if you're on the, the one trail that's right. Yeah. What do you find? What do you, what are some tips that you have for us uh, to get started looking at finances? So maybe our listeners haven't been paying attention to any of those things. You've, you've shared some really great tools to take, uh, do a big mind dump and then, then you set the goal. And then what are some steps on a daily basis that we can do? Well, when you have the big goal, you set the minor goals mm -hmm. for the deals, but um, for the finance wise, getting clear on the numbers, you need to make a list. And this is what the booklet has in the back. It has uh, an overview. Um, when you actually get in a class with me or something, there's either the spreadsheet or the PDF of it, which is easier to use, but it has a list to help you remember all the things where you could be putting your money. So all the things where your money's coming in because your income all the places your money is going out as obligations and obligations does not include anything, food and fun. That's a separate category. So I have obligations, food and fun and paying you food and fun is anything that you decide how much you're going to spend on it spur of the moment. And we know that with food, it's very discretionary, right? Like you could go eat in a restaurant, you could be clipping coupons using the flyers and have a meal plan. So it can go so many ways. All your addictions, your your pets, all the things that you love to do, they tend to be in food and fun. Obligations are the things that you can easily put a number to because you're not going to be tempted to go out and spend. It's like, oh, I think I should splurge on gas this week. No, <laughs> you're going to fill your tank on. It's probably going to be about the same amount you spent the week before. Um so those are related to housing and transportation and medical, and they can be donations. It can be travel. If you've already, if you know that that's something that's going to happen and you know how much it's going to be, yes, that can be an obligation, but obligations, you're going to take that number. I get you to convert everything to weekly. I tell you how to do it in that booklet, um, convert it all to weekly and take your obligations as a percentage of your net income. And there are some details to that that you have to know, but as a percentage, so you take the income, uh, sorry, you take the obligations, divide it by the income, and it'll give you a percentage. That is 
where you stand on your means level. Are you living within your means or are you not? So if you come in at 80%, you, I can tell you right now, you're finding things tight. You're not having much money left over for money. You're, you're running up against times when you don't have any cash. If you're at 50%, oh my gosh, you're doing so well. That's mm-hmm. great. But I've seen people over 100% on that. Like the obligations were higher than their net income for the week. But because you fill it out the way I tell you to, Mm -hmm. you see what all those obligations are and you have a list. And when you've converted it to weekly, all those larger ones will jump right out at you. And it makes it easy to trim if you need to trim or Mm. change what you need to change. Yeah, that's great. So Heather, while we're talking about that, why don't we share where people can find your booklet to help them kind of get, it's called three steps to money clarity, right? Yep. Yeah. And then they just go to your website and find it there. Okay. Yeah. It's on uh, at the very top of the website. When you come in, it says be an insider because Mm -hmm. it puts you on my email list where you will not get bombarded with emails. I guarantee Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) But um, anytime I'm doing something, um, if when I post podcasts, I, I will send out an article and let you know that it's up. If there's new content or if I have something valuable to say, or if I'm giving something away or, or discounting something, I'll let you know. But um, yeah, you don't get a ton of emails there. Perfect. But yeah, we'll, we'll, link it, it. we'll link it in the chat, but it's hcabbottt.ca. You can go there, guys, and grab it. And and Heather, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about your podcast. If when people want to hear a little bit more about what you're doing and what you're up to, uh, tickets to the podcast. The podcast is Prosperity and Possibilities. You can get to it at hcabbott.ca slash P and P takes you to the YouTube version or just search Prosperity and Possibilities. But uh, what I'm doing on there is helping you to recognize the possibilities in your life. And every episode, my goal is to have you walk away with an actionable tip to increase your prosperity, which is joy and wealth because wealth without joy is not true prosperity. Mm. But yeah, so I say get a notebook when you start watching. I've only got three episodes up and one of them is me telling my story, which is a longer episode. It's important because there's a lot of people who go through the similar thing and I want them to know it's an important journey. I recommend that people listen. Um, It's called Abuse to Abundance. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other episodes up, one is on a holograph will. Mm-hmm. and one is setting priorities so there's more coming I have some interviews that are going to be going up but um they tend to be every two weeks right now and it's not regular but it's getting there so I just have some writing to do before I post them. <laughs> that's okay you have some things for people to go and listen to if they head over there right now so make sure you guys go check it out it is prosperity and possibilities and so Heather, thank you so much for being with us today. I've enjoyed some of the great tips you shared with us today. I know our listeners are got their minds ticking of all the things they need to start decluttering and focusing on and some of those big numbers that they need to start paying attention to. Because as we love in, well, I don't know if everyone entrepreneur is like this, but I certainly love the the sales and the revenue and looking at those numbers, but not necessarily all the expenses. (laughs) So time to start paying attention to those and see if we can keep more in our pockets. And I love what you said. Can you share that quote again, that with the joy 
the the quote you just said about joy. Oh yes, um, to increase your prosperity. Um, prosperity is wealth and joy because wealth without joy is not true prosperity. Wealth without joy is not true prosperity. I love that. I just want to do say it again so I can sink into my brain. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us today on Amplify You. Amplify You family, go check out Heather's podcast and go check out her website. We'll put the links in the show notes and we'll see you again next week for another wonderful interview. Take care. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.